0: Yo, I put it like, wow, this, that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow. I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No nigga allowed. me, positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy, never think about the drop Never, ever, ever think about the drop Welcome to it, Sports Fans. It is the MKT Show. Show, 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 show. Good to have you. Good to have you listening, Uh, writing, reading, whatever you're doing, passing time, ignoring your loved one, um, getting out of a fight with your sister. You know, that's what I do. If um, things are annoying me, I just listen to podcasts. You know, we live in a world where it's frowned upon to... Sort of put your elbow in someone's jugular. You you know what I'm saying? You can't do that anymore. 150 years ago, if your homeboy talks smack, or someone you don't know talks smack, you just go smash his face, you know, put an elbow in his jugular, and we sort that out. I I don't know what women used to do to resolve their problems. It would be interesting to know. Do you know any women that are 150 years old? And um, how did they solve their problems? Because for guys, it was pretty much smack him in the mouth. I, I think, I, I'm not sure. I think we've moved forward and backwards in that sense. You know, one um, of the nice things about going to boarding school and believe it or not, I was quite a chirpy fella. And in school, at my peak, I was 85 kgs. You just take uh, the creatine, you know what I mean? Um, The protein and the creatine. Uh, So 85 kgs. But my natural fighting weight when I'm humming is like between 73 and 75. I'm like 71 now. This is my walking around weight. Uh, But when I train and I'm, you know, as muscular as I need to be, sort of in that 8 to 10% body fat, you know, when I was between 18 and 23, When I was playing pro ball and I was training like an animal. And now when I train and I get some lats, you know, like skinny arms guy. But when I'm at it, I'm 73. You know, that's like peak for me when I'm in peak condition. I haven't been in peak peak condition, I think, for a while. But I was, I'm not a big bloke, you know. So I got knocked out twice in school pretty early. Just for talking smack, believe it or not. I was a bit of a mouthy bloke. Hasn't changed Except now, now I don't talk smack if I'm not willing to back it up, you know? Um, but I do wonder if more people, it would just be better if if, if people could get smacked in the face now, you know? Whether people would be more respectful um, or not. Because Twitter's quite easy. It's like, you are, especially when people get personal, you know, I, I like that I talk about sport, like, oh, your sporting performance is terrible, or you're objectively a terrible person and you know there's very little consequence for that having said that would would i say the same thing about tyson fury if he was if he was in my face probably probably i've never really been good at keeping my mouth shut has gotten me in a couple of problems but anyway i used to get knocked out in school cuz i used to talk too much and the farm boys don't really do the city thing like hey, we'll sort it out. Don't worry about it, bro. Let's talk about it. Uh, In boarding school, especially early on, especially these quiet guys, like I remember a guy hit me so hard. I did a backflip over, unintentional backflip over my bunk. It wasn't a bunk. It was like a bed, you know. He hit me so hard. I'll never forget it. He, He hit me back into the future, like back into the future. I woke up on that occasion because the same guy knocked me out twice on that occasion i woke up I, who knows could have been half an hour later properly oh didn't even say anything he was just sick of me and it was the, the second time i'd gotten on his case um we subsequently went on to become great friends actually he was uh he turned out to be a brilliant prop that guy um an outstanding uh, prop in the end played sharks uh, craven week in our. Stand and I and matric here. And uh, duck scholar, he was, a, he was a brilliant guy working in a private bank now, actually. Uh, so, so yeah, but put me in my place and quite quickly, you, you know, it's like, okay, don't, don't, that, that's what happens. You know, uh, if you muck about, you're going to find out, should we be doing that more in public? Whew, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because I do like civil discourse. It's a tough one. Do some people need to get smacked in the face, though? Mm, wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt. There's a lot of disrespect going on out there. Anywho, let's get to it. Sports show. I'm going to talk Man United. Wow, they have just dropped the bag. Uh, Hoyland is on his way. Um, talk a little bit about whether you can buy a trophy. Uh, I have some strong thoughts there. And then we'll finish off with the mailbag. Mailbag. Got an interesting question. Obviously, the Springboks played. They played terribly. And... But there was some refereeing controversy uh, in some people's eyes. We'll get into that. Uh, There's a great mailbag question. Finish off on that. Um, Sort of for this one. Ben Stokes. Here's what I don't get about baseball. And it's kind of the problem with trying to people please, right? They keep talking about entertainment and doing what people want. The problem is the strategy is not clear. Um, If it's just to do what people want, and it's kind of like in real life, right? If you just do what people want, it's problems. Like if people are doing drugs, you'll just do drugs. If people are being disrespectful to their friends, you'll do that. You you know, you'll do whatever pleases your friends. If your friends are drinking on exam night, you'll do that. Do you you know what I mean? If If they're joining a cult, you'll join a cult. Instead of going, hmm, is this a good idea? What's the overall strategy? What's the goal? You know, my father used to have, a, he's got lots of great sayings, in my opinion. But my father always used to say to us, again, a man, a, a, a laconic man, all right? Laconic, good word, that one. Laconic man, I don't, he doesn't say too much, but when he speaks, like it was worth listening. I didn't think it when I was younger, but as I get older, he said, keep the main thing, the main thing. You know, the part of the problem with baseball or whatever, reinventing cricket is, what's the goal? Is the goal to entertain, to revolutionize test cricket, to be the fun, cool guys, to put pressure, to become a good TV product? Or is the goal to win the Ashes series? Now, the thing about goals is you can only have one goal, right? You're overarching. You can only have one strategy. It's how it works. Now, within that, you can have plans to achieve your strategy, right? So if your strategy is to entertain, okay, cool. Then we're not worried really about winning. We just want to entertain and say, Pep Guardiola, for all of his critics, is he's very clear. The goal is to win. The plan is to entertain. You, you cannot have, in goal setting, right, in, especially in strategy... You can only have one strategy. What is the strategy? To win? To entertain? To be fun? To be cool? And the problem with people pleasing and baseball, is I don't know what the strategy is. Because if you're going to declare early in the first test and go for it, why didn't you do that in this test? And it cost them in the previous test, and then they blamed the weather because they batted on for whatever reason on day three. They've done it again. I put a tweet out there, you can check it out, at MKT Inspires, I said, if there's time for an early declaration, this is the one, 298 ahead, there was probably, I think, about 30 overs left in the day yesterday, why didn't they declare early then? If you can't bowl a team out for 300 in the fourth innings, you don't deserve to be winning the moral high ground ashes, Uh, I'm sorry, so it makes no sense. I mean, it sounds fun, and I know it's cool when you're young. It's like, yo, Ben Stokes and those guys, they demand them. But the, keep the main thing the main thing, you know, is this is what great people do. That You see what Elon Musk is doing. Elon Musk isn't responding to what people are saying. Elon Musk's goal is to win. You can call him whatever you want, a, <laughs> you know, an alien, a capitalist, whatever. I'm seeing all sorts of labels being put up there. <laughs> he says, excellent. I'm going to keep counting the money to the bank. I'm going to keep sending rockets to space. And I'm going to keep getting government tenders for hundreds of billions of dollars. Which is exactly what Elon Musk is doing. So while you're getting emotional, I, my, his only goal is to make money. Right? He can be, Now, his plan is to be innovative and to do new stuff, to clean up the planet. That's all part of the plan. Planning and strategy are not the same thing, by the way. People... Uh, People use these words. I I think there's people, higher people called, is it uh, strategic planning? That's not a real thing. Strategy and planning are not the same thing. They are very, very different. Your plans should fill into your strategy. And the thing about strategy, uh, you know, I've really been reading and watching a lot of military and uh, Navy SEAL stuff over the last 18 months. More for discipline, but it's really interesting how the Navy discusses strategy uh, and how all plans must essentially lead like almost like a like a network of veins um, into into sort of it be whether it be an organ and that organ by the way there's a beautiful description of it i forget who the admiral is talking about everything must be geared towards the strategy once we've decided uh, what the strategy is and this you can only have one strategy Uh, if you want to be clear, if you want to lead correctly. So it's very confusing with baseball. I I don't know what they're doing. And then they're going to cry that the weather came in and saved Australia. It didn't. You you, you didn't apply yourselves to your so-called strategy. And Australia knew the weather was coming. So they batted long in the first innings. And then now they were, were Australia going to win it now? And I better hear England go, oh, I can't believe the weather's cost Australia a 3-1 win because they're 134 for zip. On what looks like a dead track. And Australia looked like they're two bowlers down. I saw wood going off at the end there. Not sure what happened. So, baseball's so confusing. And again, you know, I'm a boring person. So, I'm not thrilled by baseball Because I really, really, really am process obsessed. Like, what is the process? And they just... They, they feel like they're making it up on the go. And... Fun doesn't equal winning. And and listen, fun's cool. I love fun. You know, I try and, well, I have less fun, but I try and have high quality fun at the end because I want to win. I want to win in everything I do. I want it to be the best quality I can have. And also, short-term pain, long-term gain. Australia, you've seen it. They, they really ground down the bowlers in first innings. And I think they've, They played it perfectly. And we knew the weather was coming. By the way, you can check out my tweet at MKT Inspires. Um, I did retweet it and I said, hashtag Ashes. And I said it yesterday while they were batting, by the way. Not in hindsight. So, baseball very confusing. Very confusing. We knew the weather was coming as well. We knew it was going to rain today and it's going to rain tomorrow. And now it's going to be a draw. And England are going to lose the series, quite rightly. Because... You don't have a strategy, dude. What you've got is cool, fun, just do whatever people are saying. Lame. Keep the main thing the main thing. And I love that saying for for life. You know, I try and remind myself all the time. And, you know, I've been doing some planning for the next two years. I spoke to, if you listen to the podcast, I think I've said it, but my sister is my hero. I've never met anybody in my life. Who is quite as disciplined in making a plan and doing the second part, sticking to the plan. You know, I'm sure wherever you are, I know I certainly was this for a lot of my twenties and my early thirties. I'm I'm much better at it now. Of we we often and when I say we, I hear I I I I'm speaking to myself here mostly. <laughs> we often hear these two things the same thing. Like Oh, I've got a plan. And then people celebrate like that's enough. That's the easy part. Writing down your plan and putting beautiful stickers and putting it in the calendars. That's it. That's very easy. That's going to take you, if you're smart, I'd say a month to think properly. Uh, if you're not smart like me, it's sort of taken me three, four months to plan out the next three years, uh, ideally, you know, to, to kind of have an overall strategy because I'm plugging in some financials and there I'm plugging in. I butter in if things go wobbly. Uh, expected income, you know. I've been kind of, kind of projecting that with um, with certain assured projects and certain work that's assured to come in down the line. Uh, which I recently found out. Found out on Friday, by the way. Something amazing is coming uh, September one. Uh, we will keep you posted there. But having a plan and sticking to the plan. Those are two separate things, by the way. I think a lot of us think, oh, no, I've got, a, I've got a gym trainer. Great, I'm going to be in great shape in eight months. That's not how it works. Because often Kim and the gals are having drinks on Friday night when you've got a gym session on Saturday morning and you go, ah, if I just skip one. But we know how human behavior works, right? If you ah, just skip one, generally give it about a month and a half. Ah, if I just skip two, it's fine. It's only, and before you know it, you, you, you're blue ticking your trainer, and you could you could you could apply that across life, right? So my sister's incredible at that, and I think basketball, shambolic, shambolic. So I was, I was talking to my sister last night about just some plans she's got over for the rest of the year, um, and also just sharing some of my thinking to bounce it off a wall that I, I trust, you know? So she's she's the best. She's the best I've ever encountered in my whole life. And I've got, I know two billionaires, by the way. And then they both have billion, a, at least a billion dollars. The one guy has more billions than one. And not even very good as, as good as my sister at planning long-term and achieving their goals in, in a personal and professional capacity that I've met. She's unbelievable at that. Really, really unbelievable. You know, it's not McCullum and Stokes. Don't know what they doing, All over the place. Absolutely shambolic. You know what I had today? By the way, just, it's not sport related. But if you want to treat yourself, I don't know where you are in the world. You've got to get yourself an ostrich burger. Ostrich steaks are next level. That's, I think that's the final level. But it's the best meat in the world. You know, when it comes to food, it's not sport related. I just I had a I had a burger before I started recording and I thought I I gotta talk about this. This burger's making me feel unbelievable. Like when I eat it, I'm I'm sure you've eaten rubbish food before, hey. Most people. Um so I try and keep rubbish food out of my life. Uh on Saturdays, I just eat what I want. Like I literally, I just eat what I want. Um and even then I'm like so I don't really eat sweets. I'm not like candy guy. Um, but I, what I do have is lint chocolate. I've got uh, lint uh, spread, you know? It's like a Nutella, but better. Or Nutella, however you say it. I'm not Italian. Give me a break. Um, but ostrich burger. Nothing better than a, a classic burger, hey? Get in there. Get high-quality gherkins. You know, spend a hundred rand on gherkins. I promise you, it's worth it. Oh, I don't, I don't really know the brand, but they are unfreaking believable. Sp- spend spend a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks they cost me. They're expensive, in my or for me, but worth it. Hundred percent worth it. Got those tomato, high quality mayonnaise on a burger. Get some beetroot on there. Get some grated beetroot. Some, you know, got some Nando's uh, hot sauce, and then a high quality bun. Just ostrich steak and ostrich steak is that's that's sort of getting to the dragon on super mario okay obviously like there's no beating ostrich high quality ostrich steak there isn't i I love springbok wildebeest i I like game meat but when you can get top end ostrich steaks sorry there's there's just nothing like it you sear it and, and and cook it to perfection with protein so i like my meat clean with some potatoes I'm not really like meat and veg guy. I like, I like salad must be salad on its own. I don't like if I'm having my meat, meat and potatoes. I'm a working class hero. You know what I mean? Me and John Lennon. So I just thought I'd give that shout out to ostrich. Ostrich burgers. Wherever you are right, right now. On your way home today. You're thinking it's Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Whenever you get to the pot. Maybe Saturday morning. However the week's gone. Get yourself an ostrich burger promise you secret is get a high quality pan i saved for eight months for a pan japanese japan (laughs) that's good that's good didn't plan that by the way didn't plan that that's just me that's me being a high level podcaster japan so that's what i got took me eight months to save for that not going to tell you what it cost but it's a lot of money for me it's a lot of money it's it's thousands of rants, but it's, it's not a cost. It's an investment. If you're going to have high quality meat, get a high quality pan. And also, can I tell you the secret? Don't skimp on the quality olive oil. Get the right quality olive oil. I, I, I like avocado or olive oil to cook with. Don't skimp on that. If you're going to get quality meat, number one, get the pan right. right. Get the pan right. If you can get the pan right... I, you know, I stopped using crappy oil years ago. Don't skimp on the oil; it's a game changer. Because that cheap oil leaves like a, like a gross taste on the meat, and then it it, it also it's just popping all up. In, it's popping on the, you know. Anyway, not Gordon Ramsay. But I'll be honest; I'm not a great cook. I know how to cook. Not Gordon Ramsay. Not not horrendous. Not not horrendous. I've got three or four things. Cook a... Decent pasta, you know, but ostrich, seven minutes aside, depends how you want it. Seven minutes aside, medium rare, get some, I like chips, potato chips. Don't like, don't like sweet potato. I'm I'm not a lady. Is that bigoted? I don't know. I feel like sweet potatoes are potatoes for ladies. They're like, ooh, so nice. Ooh, very Nice. Sweet potato. Gross. Gross. Potatoes aren't meant to be sweet. It's disgusting. Anyway, thought I'd give give that a shout out. Not sure whether that's good content or not. But I, I really, I, that's how good I feel about this ostrich. Pan. Japan. Um, You want to slide in the DMs. You know. At MKT Spice. Some people mail, like I'll be honest, some people slide in the DMs. On the MKT show uh, Instagram page, it's not a huge thing, but if you can slide in the DMs, MKT inspires. That's the one I'm on most, you know. And I'm I'm active. I'm active on social media, Twitter um, or the gram. I, I, I'm mostly on the gram, but I'll, I'll be on Twitter. Slide in the DMs. Um, slide in the DMs. Uh, wide open, absolutely open. No, no, no nudes, please. I'm not um i'm not a toy boy you know what i mean i'm I'm not one of these guys i'm just gonna block you if you could send me nudes and by the way the reason i say that is i have received nudes before believe it or not i i've received some i'm a tiny deal you know you get a big deal you you know people go oh she's a big deal i'm a tiny deal some of the things ladies are sending i'm like whoa (laughs) whoa 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 that's i'm thinking that as i delete do not entertain it don't need a career being derailed because i thought i was george Clooney, which i'm not i i can't imagine what footballers are getting like could you imagine being like i don't know erling Haaland? oh could you imagine being like tom brady oh my goodness so wow 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 anyway those who slide in the mkt show dms i'm i'm less likely to see it there to be completely honest i'm more likely to see it if you slide in mkt inspires on the social if you've got two minutes wherever you are right now you know maybe monday morning you had a bit of a banger on Sunday, you're on your way to work, you you probably are gonna be late for the Monday morning meeting. You promised yourself you'd be up at six, you got up at quarter past six, the Monday morning meetings at eight, you probably took a quick shower, brushed your teeth very quickly, haven't even had your morning coffee. It's already a shambles now. You know, you're not gonna make you feel better. Just you're already late now. You're already a terrible person. I hate lateness. But you know what will make you feel better? Go rate the show. Give us a five-star rating. Five-star rating, wherever you listen to your podcast, it'll make you feel better about yourself. Just for that moment, by the way, I mean, you're still gonna have a terrible Monday morning meeting. Do not get me wrong. I am not saying rating the show is gonna improve your day or your work or your boss liking you. You know, not my fault. You decided to be drinking tequilas on a Sunday at 3 p.m. Yeah you know what I mean. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying it's not my fault. But it'll make you feel better if you go rate the show. The MKT show, wherever you listen to your podcast. Alright, let's get into the Man United matter here quickly. So I'm gonna do one subject, boom, out of here. Uh it'll be a shorter podcast today. Um got a got got a message about the one hour length. Somebody it, it was one message, so it's not exactly market research. But it was somebody saying they like the hour length podcast and they split it up over certain days and they're like, they they were saying, listen in the shower, listen in the car, you know, then pause it, whatever. Uh, And it was a lady, by the way. She was saying, you know, if she's not with her boyfriend, blah, 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 she'll just listen intermittently. And I was like, okay, cool. So I like doing the hour podcast. It allows me to um, talk a little bit more um, full, otherwise... If people prefer half an hour, let me know. Slide in the DMs. You know, the cool thing about podcasts, you can pause, rewind, listen again, come back, you know, skip. So if you don't like the hour, uh, it would be cool. At MKT Spice, just let me know. Like if you you have two minutes again, it'd be nice. Uh, Do you prefer two hours, an hour? Two hours would be too much. An hour, half an hour, 45 minutes. Is there a sweet spot? Um, Let me know what you think. But today will be... I'd say 40 minutes looking at it now, 40 minutes or so. Uh, Let's get into into it. Uh, Man United, um, £243 million spent last season, £170 million already spent this season. Um, Wow. You you know what the thing about life is here? Is resources buy a certain thing, right? It's pressure. Resources buy pressure. Uh, Quite rightly, nobody feels sorry for trust fund kids. You know, it's like, oh, I don't know. And nobody cares, right? When your dad ignores you, but you're rich. Although it may be a factor. Nobody goes, oh, you know, his dad was always at work. Shame. No, nobody says that. People go, dude, you've got three apartments in Switzerland, Clifton, and I don't know, like Vermont. And then you live on a golf course in South Africa or whatever it may be. Nobody cares. Yeah, but what about my emotional? No one cares, dude. You've got resources. And everyone has challenges. So people say resources mean get over it. So resources buy pressure. That's what they buy. They don't buy achievement. They don't buy anything. They buy pressure. That's all that resources create. Because what resources do is eliminate the room for excuses, right? Because when you get what you want in life, it creates pressure. The great saying is, be careful what you want, because you might just get it. And then what? Then you've got to be that guy, that girl, right? Once you've got what you want, you say to your... Right now, if you're sitting at your desk, if you asked your boss for a new desk, a new laptop, a faster laptop, more, uh, I don't know, better UX um, on the website or programs that you use. Can we spend $10 extra a month on a better program for aggregating you know the stock market, let's say you're you're in that world, and your boss says, "Cool, cool, cool, you're cool now you've got to deliver because when your boss at the quarterly meeting says, "Why are we down fifteen percent?" you don't have uh oh, but, but I had to spend extra time aggregating so I couldn't put my sales pitch deck together, you can't say that she's going to say to you, "Excuse me, Charlie." I've given you everything. What is your excuse? What do you say then, you know? And one thing I want to say to you is that we also get into the world where we think if we've got resources, it'll solve everything. Money doesn't change things. Right. It certainly makes things more comfortable. It get, it makes better. It puts higher quality around you. But what Eric Ten Hag has bought is pressure, because you can't actually buy titles. Now, Alex Ferguson, for 15 years, right, outspent the Premier League, but he didn't buy those titles. Now, it sounds contradictory, but all you can do is buy pressure. When Fergie bought the pressure, you know what he did? He coached his way to a title. Now, if you don't agree with me, if you're a Man United fan now, go to transfer market and go and look at the last decade. Right? You've been toe-to-toe with everyone for spending. Trust me. If you could just buy trophies, Man United would have won at least three Premier League trophies in the last uh, 10 years. But you can't. It's not how it works. Spending money means you buy pressure. Right, You've got to coach your to titles. Jose Mourinho spent big. He won. Fergie spent, outspent the whole league. What did he do? He won, right? But he coached his way there. Pep Guardiola spent big. He won. Thomas Tuchel spent... Well, Lampard spent big. Thomas Tuchel came in. Hey, Lampard, you're out. We're going to coach our way to a Champions League title and five cup finals in two years. Right? They all spent... And you know what they did? They won early. Because when you spend, right, you've got to win early. Thomas Tuchel won, and he still got fired, by the way. Jose Mourinho won... Season 3 got fired. So, also, just winning isn't going to be enough. Now, Man United are starting to spend at the top echelon. And, by the way, Thomas... Uh, uh, Eric Ten Hag has spent at the top end now. Now, now. now there's no room for mucking about. He hasn't done it like Arsenal. Because everyone's saying, Arteta's under pressure. Arteta's under zero pressure. It's year four, and now he's starting to spend. Maybe he spent three years getting rid of everyone... Now Mikel Arteta is joining the big boy table. So Eric Ten Hag has obviously expedited the, the, the process by spending. And, and resources can get a shortcut. But all he's bought is pressure. Because money can't rush culture. You can't implement a culture faster because you're spending money. Now what Eric Ten Hag is going to have to do is be Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, right, or Thomas Tuchel. When you spend like this, I don't care how much money you've got. The Glazers are going to go, you need to deliver now. Like if we're going to spend, by the way, the Glazers got Tom Brady, Tom Bay Buccaneers first year. What do they do? Super Bowl. Listen, these billionaires, when they spend money, billionaires aren't reasonable people. They're not reasonable people. When they spend money like this on this scale, because you're spending Man City, Chelsea kind of money now, you need to win you really need to win and what he has I, I don't want man united fans thinking you've bought you can buy a title you can't do it you can coach your way to a title culture you know brutality you've got to be brutal arteta's under no pressure he's under a full cycle it's year 4 they won't win but he, arteta's under no pressure to win the title he he's he's spent over 4 years Eric ten hag is <laughs> Outspend, he's probably going to outspend the league in over two years. Because I don't think Man United are done yet. I do not think Man United are done yet. Um, and listen, Pep Guardiola spent big. I'm, I'm not saying other managers haven't spent big. But Pep spent big. And in year two, he won the league and he won the league cup. So that's what we do, right? That's what happens. I, I, and I don't hear Man City are in the league, Chelsea are in the league. I don't. Nobody wants to hear it. Alex Ferguson. When Jose Mourinho came in, it was two years, and then Fergie said, ho, "Ho, ho, 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 not on my watch, sir. Not, not, on my watch." What did Fergie do? Went and wrestled it back. Went three in a row, and he saw off two more. Uh, Big Phil Scolari. He saw, he saw off Jose Mourinho. He saw off um, Carlo Ancelotti. You know, three in a row. They went three. The only it's only happened twice or three times. Three peat, two times. Alex Ferguson said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I like this Chelsea thing. I see what you guys are doing. Not in my time. And, and Chelsea was spending big then. So I don't want to hear, you know not every, every good man hates Manchester United. But Fergie said, whoa, 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 this is my house. I don't care how much money you spend. You can win two in a row. You're not winning three in a row. Um, I'm not letting that happen on my watch. And that's coaching. That, that, that's not money. Resources help, right? The resource by the pressure because it eliminates excuses, but then you've got to deliver. The great Alex Ferguson did it. Jose Mourinho has always done it. Pep Guardiola has always done it. Thomas Tuchel, wherever he's been, has always done it. It's now time for Eric Ten Hag. He's bought pressure now. People think you can buy titles, you cannot. You cannot. The, the exception to the rule is Blackburn. That is the exception to the rule. Everybody else has had to coach their way to a title. Great Arsene Wenger, coach spent coaches way to titles. Jose Mourinho, listen, he spent heavy. As as Man United, though, have learned over the last decade, you can't just spend your way to titles. not how it works. It do- In fact, it doesn't work, and it's never worked like that. It's never, ever, ever worked like that. Since Pep Guardiola left Barcelona, they've spent hundreds of millions on Dembele and Coutinho and this and that and the other. What have they been? They've become a Spotify team and and gone bankrupt and are irrelevant, quite frankly. We got knocked out of the Europa League last year. That's how far that club has fallen since Pep Guardiola left. You tell me. Since Valverde left, since Luis Enrique left, you tell me. And they've spent insane sums. Insane. They broke the world record twice. Don't don't you dare forget that. In Tembele. And then quite quickly they went Coutinho. Remember that? It was madness. Absolute madness. And they've been nowhere. In that time, Real Madrid are winning the Champions League three times in a row. Coach. Zinedan Zidane. Carlo Ancelotti. La Decima. And then I'm back again. I'm going to win it again with a bunch of kids. By the way. Says Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti came to Chelsea. Spent a little bit. The double. One of three coaches, one of four coaches to have done the double in England. Coach your way to a title. I'm afraid, for me, it's got to be the, he's got to win the Champions League or the league. Right, It's got to be league. I, I'm not doing FA Cup. Leicester won the FA Cup and they relegated now. Cups, anyone can win the cup, man. Like, stop that. He's got to win the league. And I don't mean compete. If you're spending at this level, you've got to win the league. And I don't want to hear close. Close is not good enough when you're spending like this. It's outrageous now. It is absolutely outrageous if he's not doing it. Because again, what he's done is spend. Buying, all it does is buy pressure. You can't buy titles. At MKT Inspires, let me know what you think. I, like On that, I am convinced. I, don't, I hate when people say they bought the title. It's never worked. It's never, ever worked. Never, 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 never. Even the great Kenny Dalglish, I mean, he really was a great coach. You know, you remember he, he won those titles with Liverpool uh, before the Premier League. And, and then he went to Blackburn and he, he did it, right? But think about the times that new managers have come and, had to, and spent money. Arsenal. Invincible. Chelsea. Mourinho, the great Alex Ferguson, you know what it is. Pep Guardiola. Right? That's what's happened. Mancini, you spend, you win. Pellegrini, you spend, you coach, you win. What's happened at Man United when they tried to shortcut? Because they thought, oh, we can just buy the talent. It doesn't matter if it's David Moyes. It doesn't matter if it's Louis van Gaal. It doesn't matter if it's an older Jose Mourinho and we've kind of not letting him spend, we'll spend it our way and buy poor Pogba for whatever reason. What happened? You've seen what it is now. Huh? Olegonosolsky, going to let him spend £300 million. You can't buy titles. Don't let Blackburn, the exception to the rule, and even then, I, I, I'm being disrespectful. But, but I would say that is the one exception to all of the rules. Can't buy titles at MKT Inspires. Slide in DMs your thoughts. All right, somebody did slide in the DMs. Um, Brett Duplessis. Brett is, um, he slid in the DMs on, and he's not the only one on the MKT show page. I mean, come on, Brett. MKT Inspires. I mean, what are we doing Uh, now? Now I'm becoming a secretary. You know, like, where's Brett DMing me? Bloody Brett. Great question, though, here, Brett. Brett says, question for the mailbag. How does World Rugby deal with these shocking referees? Most other sports are growing, and I'm sure these incidents are pushing away viewers. Andre uh, Andrew Brace was standing directly in front of two players knocked out and didn't even notice until it was pointed out to him by other players. World Rugby claimed to be all about player safety, But when there's a prime example of reckless behavior, they flip a coin to decide foul play or not. Longish question rant. Sorry. Just want to hear your take. Brett, I do have a take. I do have a take on this. Um, Firstly, World Rugby doesn't care about safety. No sport does. What they care about is about money. And what forces them to care about safety is what the NFL realized. Right. So I may not answer the question. By the way, I don't think it's a red card, but I'll I'll get to that, especially for that first one. But the NFL realized you have to regulate because you can't stop the the violence, it's a, you know, but the NFL realized the quarterback is the draw. So they they protected the quarterback after Tom Brady got hit and uh, he did his ACL and Tom Brady was out. Anyway, you can't hit the quarterback uh, below the legs and and late and blah blah. They, they, they've really, I mean, you can't you can barely touch the quarterback now. But that is to say, the TV product suffers if the star players um, are not on the field. If Patrick Mahomes isn't there, Jalen Hurts isn't there, if Lamar Jackson isn't there, they are the TV product. We we've we've literally got a two hundred billion dollar product here. That's what Fox and the TV partners paid the NFL in lockdown. By the way, two hundred billion dollars. And that is just, that is just the TV rights. Locked in, guaranteed 10 years, $20 billion a year, guaranteed for the NFL. The greatest product on earth, right? I'm a football fan. I think the Premier League is a better product. But in terms of a commercial product, there's nothing like Americans and there's nothing like the NFL. But they realized, protect the quarterback. So, World Rugby doesn't care about safety. What they care about is about money. But the way to make money is Adi Surveya has to be on the field, right? Sia Khaleesi has to be on the field. Like your stars have to be on the field. So what you have to do is care about safety. And the game has become safer. They're regulating hitting, hitting zones, etc., etc. I've been reading the numbers. It, it's coming down in terms of egregious um, hits. So the one you're complaining about, and yesterday it was the Springbok game. If you don't watch rugby, again, I, I don't understand why you lack culture in your life. Um, you know, I was wondering whether I should get philosophical on this. um, And I thought, you know what, don't be a douchebag. I was gonna do a whole consequentialism versus deontological uh, Kantian thinking. And I thought, really, do people wanna have a philosophy lesson? I mean, it it does actually apply here in terms of consequentialism and deontological thought. Uh, You can go look that up. If if you're really interested in philosophy, go look it up. But I thought, you know what, let me just be a brew and let me just talk about what happened. Really, the issue is is, is trying to ref outcomes. Um, It's a very dangerous thing in general to legislate for outcomes. Uh, That first one in particular, I think, is the one that concerns the Dwayne Milan one is what it is. I think that first one concerns people because of what happened. They're like, oh, I really hated Ryan Shawcross getting a red card for what he did to Eduardo a couple of years ago. And everyone freaked out and they're crying. It's like he got the ball and on the follow through, he got Eduardo. It wasn't a red. But everyone got emotional about it because of what happened in the end. But the rule said he got the ball and on the follow through. Because once you start trying to legislate in sport for things like intent and this and that. You know, kid got knocked out yesterday, but the guy charged the ball down on the follow through. Did he? Uh, and in football, there's something called sticking one on him. You know, it's it's when you make the tackle and you follow through, and you know what you're doing. The dodgy time guy maybe turn his hip a little bit, maybe, nah, maybe. But now you're starting to get into people's heads and what they meant. He charged the ball down. It was fine, because what you can't do is expect rugby to be perfect. You know, the game is much safer. And you can't legislate for all violence in rugby. You just can't. Sorry. It is a violent sport. These athletes are getting faster and faster and faster. And the money incentives are getting higher and higher and higher. So these guys are getting more desperate to win and wear a Bok jersey and wear a New Zealand jersey and wear an Ireland jersey. So that these guys are hyper athletes now. And, you know, the, the money in rugby is going up, up, up. So those incentives are insane so they are pushing it even further now and you can't absolutely legislate for violence i'm sorry rugby is regulated violence so i, I don't know what people want like do you want it to be perfect it's never going to be perfect i thought brace you know like on a springbok fan i thought brace did fine you know like what, what do you want the guy to do I, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I thought he, I thought he did a good job, and I, I definitely thought it wasn't great. Like I've watched it a lot of times, especially that first one, right? The Dwayne ones. Ugh, yeah, it's ugly. Um, but but that first, the kid. Sorry, like rugby has violence, and and there's gonna be more of those, by the way. You know, there's just gonna be more of those where guys follow through. I thought there was an absolute horror show. Of a yellow card in our australia New Zealand game, where like I don't understand what a guy's meant to do when a guy barrels with his head and and this guy was a prop, so he went like you know these modern day props are sort of one seventy between one sort of one sixty eight and one seventy five height, so they' already built like a barrel, and when the guys barrel ahead the with their head, and even if guys want a rap, the guy hit him slightly on the head and and, and again. There's a good example of... They are not mucking about... But I thought it was a disgusting call... You know... Like... What are we doing? But... But... There's, there's one where they've gone... No, 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 no... We are protecting the attacking team... Because rugby is about attacking... Right? So... Sorry... If you can't tackle him... Or find a way to... Wrestle him down... By his hips or body... That's your fault... We care about the attackers... We we want to reward... Attacking rugby... And if you haven't seen it... Go and watch Australia New Zealand... Right... So they are making the game safer, but it's not because they care about safety. That's not what they care about. You know, a friend of mine, 95-year-old friend of mine, Rosie Duck, or Rosie Rosie Cohen always says, the time when you know it's about the money is when people say it's not about the money. And then she always, she has another beautiful saying, it's always about the money. It's always about money. Don't If you are negotiating a contract right now and... You you get on with your boss, right? And they 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 usually hit you with this one, right? Look, we, we just wanna we, we want to make sure you're happy and we're happy, and then they'll tell you th- this classic negotiation trick. You know, in a good deal, uh, it's where you lose and we lose a little bit, and no, nobody's really happy. That's nonsense. Get as much money as you can if you're negotiating, right? Like if you're happy with the leadership and you are growing and there's opportunity. Of course, I always say chase leadership, um, not money, right? But in the end, when when you're now locked locked in and you're happy and you, you've established that this is a place with, you know, our bosses aren't creeps. They are, it's inclusive leadership. Uh, there's clear communication. There's a clear path to the top. There's clear uh, communication around incentives. All of the things I would imagine people are looking for in growth spaces right wherever you are you want to constantly be able to grow and have a clear trajectory to how do i go from step one to the to the board or partner is get the money it's always about the money please don't ever think it's not about the money and don't conflate that with if you're young and getting into the working world don't chase money chase leadership but if you're 32 33 now you're getting into the corporate sort of middle upper middle management get the money it, it's always about the money don't let anybody tell you it's not about the money when when you hear somebody say it's not about the money you know what it's about it's about the money so when world rugby tell you we care about safety and they don't care they do not care you know how i know that when we all cried about super rugby being a terrible product they ignored us sans are left the the south african rugby Couldn't wait to leave Australia and New Zealand in the lurch. That wasn't for safety or players. It was about the money. So the game is safer. I thought... I I think people are being too harsh. I thought it was fine. I thought... Honestly, I thought... Look. You can't get it perfect. And you can't legislate for all violence. By the way. And to be honest, I kind of like the violence in rugby. I'm sorry. Like... I, I kind of hate this PC world. And I, I kind of like when it's like, oh, that's a bad one. Because I, I don't want them to ref violent tackles out of rugby. Now, where, you, where, where you're tackling someone's head and neck, great, let's get that out. But I still want to see brutal hits to the ribs. Oh, I love it. You know? So I hope they don't legislate the the big hits out of it, big legal hits, you know? Because largely speaking these athletes now and the guys are just so great technically um and they're such incredible athletes you see 130 kilogram guys making tackles that inside centers used to make uh, in my time so the athletes are better the product's better um and they don't care about safety they care about money and i'm fine with the way uh, the Bok game was refereed by the way i'm fine with both both incidents and i'm i'm disappointed he even got a card oh no no he didn't get a card yeah, yeah, sorry, he didn't get a call. It was the right call, man. I, was, I mean, I've seen on social media, South Africans overreacting. I'm like, for goodness sake. I mean, I saw somebody saying a spear tackle. Or, or like, what if it's a spear tackle after he got the ball? I'm like, oh my goodness. That's not what happened. That That isn't what happened. And again, that's consequentialist thinking. Right? You're like, what are the consequences of what happened afterwards? It didn't happen. Let's ref this situation. Don't think about hypotheticals. It was the correct call. The guy charged the ball down on the follow-through. He's happened to be going at a violent speed and may have turned his hip. As, you know, and even then, like, I'm gonna turn my hip and protect myself, well, what are we doing? I thought it was fine. Stop crying. Get on with it. Rugby's a violent game. Careers are gonna get ended. What do you want from me? Get over yourself. Go and, sorry, Go and play netball or tennis if you don't want to get hurt. There we go. Those are your options. There's there's men's netball now, by the way. So if you're a dude and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't play rugby because it's violent. Cool. Netball's less violent. Get, get great cardio. Stay in shape. Go play tennis. Great cardio. Go play padel. It's not paddle. It's padel. It's Spanish. You uncultured scum. Padel. So those are my thoughts. Brett Duplessis cha Pan, Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell. Out of here.